Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the Wrestling 20 Years Ago podcast. My name is Rory McNamara, and thank you for joining me. Chris Lacey is here. Good day. Billy Johnson is here. Evening, Chris. Evening, Rory. Hello, my man. One thing not here is the time machine. Well, not quite. We will be going back in time, but we'll be clinging to August 2018 as we do so. Yes, this is one of our very, very special shows, bringing, which we are bringing to all of you this month. As I'm sure you know, we've been doing the Wrestling 20 Years Ago podcast for five years now, and trust me, we are still only just getting started. But to commemorate this auspicious occasion, we are giving you three very special shows in addition to our regularly scheduled programming. A show recorded a few weeks ago now with Chris and myself and the venerable Mr. Eric Landstrom reviewing ECW album from August 1998. Also, which we'll actually be recording tomorrow, I'll let you know, we will be returning to the scene of the crime, if you will. One of the very first shows reviewed by the boys back in August 1993 in Timeline, where we'll be live watching Clash of the Champions 24, or as it is now known, the one with the Shockmaster. Today, we will be giving you a WWF watch-along. More details on that in a second. Just to fill you in on what our special shows will be going forward. I say these are to commemorate our fifth anniversary. After this, from September 2018 going forward, we're aiming to bring you at least one special show per month. Now, let me be clear, as somebody in August 2018 would say, WWF show, WCW show, and yes, Chris, ECW show every month in timeline going forward from 20 years ago will always be completely free. We will not ask you for a penny for those ones, and we're going to keep those shows going as long as we can. But if you subscribe to us on patreon.com forward slash wrestling20yrs, nowadays not only do you get the standard shows ahead of time when they are ready to roll, not only will you be making sure that this podcast keeps on going, but you will get exclusive content such as this. And that exclusive content can be anything. It can be a watch-along. It can be a special award show. I have a doozy lined up for the WWF special show next month. It could be us going back to look at an old pay-per-view. It could be a focus on a particular wrestler, a particular type of match, a particular era. And it could be anything you want it to be. We're going to throw this open to you, so keep it locked on Twitter and the Facebooks going forward for things you want us to discuss outside of timeline mode. But as I say, after this month, when we give you a taster or tasters for all three companies, they will be Patreon exclusive. So if you like what you hear here, as far as the special shows are concerned, then drop us $5 and then every month, as well as the bog standard <laughs> inferiority complex, extremely above bog standard shows, you will get at least one special every single month. So for the WWF this month, we are going back to a very important Raw. So fire this one up on your network machine. It's from the August the 1st of 1994. I will tell you exactly where to find that now on the network. I know the boys are ready to roll with it. Now that's the Vault Home video. This is this is very live, folks. Uh, does anybody there have the number of the Raw this one actually is? 73. This is Raw number 73. Thank you there, William. Find it in your Raw replays, in your in-ring section. Not the home... <laughs> Not the... <laughs> well, same terms here. Not in the home video classic section, which I've been working my way through over the last two weeks, as I'm sure we all have. No, I have not just been watching the sunny one on repeat. So, everybody, if you can fire that one up, the August the 1st, 1994 Raw. This was the first live show after the steroid trial. I say, if you want some more on that, go back into the archives and check out our superb show from July 1994. 
The boy Bob does a sterling job of picking that one apart. And we have two very hot matches for you to talk about. And I say we're just going to go through this show for the next 45 minutes. We're not going to give you play-by-play commentary, but we can have a bit of discussion about what's in front of us. We've got a bit of context for you as well. We just generally have a bit of a relaxed yarn. So, boys, are we ready to roll? Yes. So oh, yeah. The whole point is that you watch along with us. We are currently two seconds in. We have an image of Shawn Michaels with his arms outstretched from WrestleMania 10. And if we're all ready with our fingers on the buzzers, it'll be Xbox 360 in my case. On the count of three, we will play and we will watch together. So one, two, three. And there is Mr. Michaels doing a celebration at WrestleMania. It's pre-match celebration, if you like, at WrestleMania 10. I think we can agree, gents, this was a fairly decent match. Yeah, it's, you know, it's only been going on about for, you know, 24 years. I think it's done about 24 DVD sets as well. <laughs> yeah. Though, still not my favourite match of WrestleMania 10. Probably not mine either, if we're honest. Billy, where does it stand in the pantheon of the two? Presuming Earthquake, <laughs> Earthquake Adam Bomb is not in the uh, equation. Well, that, that, you know, that aborted 10-man tag, I was really looking forward to watching that. Obviously, that would have stole the show if that did happen. If only but, they uh, who the captain was. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great ladder match. Um, it's definitely not on the level of Brett and Owen. That's the far superior wrestling match. So you say that that 10-man tag was actually on a home video release that I did get. I mean, it was like Mania or something. And I had that in my attic. I, 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 I didn't have that on my Mania 10 VHS because I watched that like oh, no, 10 no. years ago. I think you'll find uh, it took place on the April 4th Raw in the end. Oh. But yeah, it's on, on the WWF Mania, not the WrestleMania 10 video. Ah. They did a, a home video box set, and like the main tagline on the front was the ten man tag missing from WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, mate, I bet it was like a five star classic, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was well. actually, it was actually fairly decent, from what I can remember. We've got our um, uh, in front of the black screen promos here for the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon rematch, which will kick us open here. There's Shawn telling us he makes all of his dates. I'm sure all of you listening don't need to complete that particular gag. Here's the old school Monday Night Raw intro, which I still really, really like. This was really well replicated on the game for the Mega Drive or the Genesis, depending on what part of the world you're listening. I also had this version for the Game Gear as well. Ooh, you had game? a Game Gear? I had a Game Gear. Look at you. You must have loved AA batteries. <laughs> it was all plugged into the mains. I wasn't playing the electric at the time. My parents didn't mind. But they probably still don't know to this day. See, I, young, was, I was all about the Game Boy. At some place called the Beagley Center. I borrowed a Game Boy in about 1992. One of the games I actually had was WWF Superstars. Yeah, early wrestling games were not good. WrestleMania for the NES was the ultimate low standard. Yes, here's Vince <laughs> Savage open, opening us up here. Vince looking somewhat relaxed. I can't possibly think why. <laughs> He's that... lost his neck brace as well, which is a uh, bit strange. Oh, he's moving very freely, isn't he? Wow, what's a wonders of modern, modern science in 1994. Why, <laughs> oh, we've got it raw, says the sign there. And this, I think, is where Savage has been not guilty, not good. Look at Vince. Look, look at Vince doing his, his I'd better look awkward here face. Annihilated the United States Justice Department by pinning him in the middle of the ring. Yeah, there we go. Oh. <laughs> You tell them, Savage. You'll only get rid of you in three months' time anyway, mate. You label it on. <laughs> Gotta love Macho in those days. There are a lot of indistincts on the closed captioning here, I've noticed. But then Savage is talking. Here comes HBK, followed by Diesel. 
I think it was just Shawn Michaels' first in-ring appearance since the ladder match, actually. he I know he helped Diesel win the IC title on Superstars when it was uh, taped in April and aired in May, but certainly not on TV anyway. There's our 94 Pyro there. Five I do love all the lights and uh, the, the set as well. Five-pound spa fireworks set. <laughs> Brings back memory, fond memories, that, that set. Why does Sean have CND lapels on his family, for fuck's sake? <laughs> if, if there's one person that wouldn't have support in CND, it's Sean Michaels, but uh, we'll try and leave politics out of this one best we can. <laughs> Look at Diesel there. Look at Adam right there. Look at that. He's just wishing he could have a, a mullet as good as Sean's. Look at that. Sure, this is August 94, and Sean is still rocking the 89. Look at that. That is a beauty. There is definite party at the back and business at the front. So you're definitely on, you're definitely on mullet watcher, Mister Lacey. You're the expert here. <laughs> uh, what with the old uh, old WCW stuff from the eighties? Absolutely. More on that tomorrow. Here comes the bad guy. Bad guy luck. It's the bad guy. Crowd cheering. Well, as you would imagine. And there's an Ico Pro sign. Because <laughs> who didn't have Ico Pro? Did that stuff actually work? I'll leave you to define what work actually means. <laughs> Should they really be advertising that on August the 1st, 1994? You know? <laughs> it's a brave man, that Vince. I still think that Ico Pro was probably worth mentioning at this particular point, but there you go. So I do say this is actually... This place is oozing machismo. Here we are. Look at that. <laughs> really, I've got just, just as the match is about to start, so as we record this in... August 2018. We are exactly four years away in our timeline on normal shows from Sean returning to the ring. So you haven't really had a chance to discuss him yet. Well, where does Michael stand for you in the pantheon of great WWF workers? I say you can cover the whole shebang here if you wish. By all means, take in his comeback as well. Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right, Sean Michaels. Obviously, the early day Sean Michaels in the Rockers. Yeah, do love a bit of Sean in the Rockers. Um, Always was a fan uh, as a kid growing up watching those uh, the Rockers matches. Uh, you know, later on when I became a little bit wiser and uh, started reading more about the industry and whatnot and uh, about Shawn Michaels in general and the way he acted, I, I thought it was like a little bit unprofessional the way he was and the stuff with the click. Obviously, I get it, you know. As he, he, walks along, as he, he walks along Razor's back as soon as he said yeah. that. That was impeccable time. <laughs> Carry on. Way of getting heel. <laughs> getting heat, sorry. Great way of getting heat. Uh, but no, um, with Sean, you know, I understand sort of why he went out of his way to keep him and his buddies on top. You know, obviously, them making all the money. Probably that was smart sense. It was going to stop other guys like, let's say, Hulk Hogan coming in during this period. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen. But if it did, then... You know, he'd have to sort of leapfrog them. But no, it wasn't until we sort of sort of come back. And late, I'd say like 2007 was when I really started forgiving him for what he did to Brett. I was uh, always very sad about <laughs> what happened there in 1997. I thought it was really unprofessional. But uh, like I said, 2007 was when I really started to forgive him. And uh, he is a great worker. It's just a shame that he was um, unprofessional at times. Obviously, Flair wasn't really as unprofessional, so you could sort of say Flair was the better worker out of the two. Going to get some heat for those comments, probably. <laughs> Send your letters too. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's in the first two minutes here has already shown his utter award-winning bumping ability. 
mean, Eva, See, thinks, Eva thinks like simple punches. He makes it look like absolute death. And I know he's in there with one of his best bodies, but even so. Pick it up, Chris. See, I loved Sean as a kid. Um, see, see, when I first got in, uh, was WrestleMania six. So I was six at the time. Cool, big fall away slam there. Cool, look at um, Michael took that move. Other than Ultimate Warrior, I always like the bad guys. Yes. So when Sean threw Marty through the barbershop window. He was the ultimate arsehole. And then he was really good in the ring. So I sort of just liked him even when he then became face. And then we had DX, who as a teenage kid, DX were amazing and the perfect thing for me at my age. So I think the thing with Sean, I was always the right age for everything. Through yeah, him. So sort of I've always liked him. Yeah. And, you know, yes, I get that he's a dick, but, you know, <laughs> fuck it, he's good. See, for me here, this is where Sean really starts. If you go back to, you go back, watch his, say his early IC run, 92, 93, now he's obviously a little bit on the podgy side, as we know, because we know he was throwing down pancakes and beer with Nash every, every night and matching him meal for meal, as he put it. But I think as well, if you watch those matches, especially as Michaels was working heel, didn't really have a whole lot on offense at the time. It was that famous match with Marty, not the one where he won the IC title, but the one where Marty uh, had the false finish, which was the PWI match of the year from July 1993. Now, that's, that is an award winner, probably well under the mid-four star range. Michaels, you go back and watch that match. Michaels does one move in the entire thing. He doesn't even mm. do a move to win. Um, Diesel beats Marty up on the outside and Sean just rolls back in for the pin. It seems after the ladder match, but when we the ladder match, as we call it, it couldn't be anything else. There have been about 10 million ladder matches since. The ladder match only means one. Now, an absolute switch was flicked. And for from this point on, up until well, up until the smile disappeared, uh, he was utterly untouchable. I don't, I don't think any... Yes, you can bag on his style. Yes, you can say, yes, he was more of a performer than... Perhaps he should have been. Yes, he clearly loved himself. But at the end of the day, he knew he was great. As I said in timeline before, he would remind us every opportunity. But no, let's face it, he was bloody entitled to. See, it's the thing. It's like you look at the way that he could have matches with pretty much anyone. Um, you know, him versus the click, obviously, were always good matches. But you put him against Ma Mankind, that match uh, in your house. Oh, I love that match. Oh, yeah. Putting him with Jericho when he comes back. Um, I was at the London taping when him and Cena went the hour. Oh, you were there for that match? Oh, wow. And we might have to do that as a special one day. Backside by Razor here in the ring. That was just one of those fucking matches of just like, oh my god, he's still got it. Yeah, that match so, mind-blowing stuff for free TV. Just absolute mind-blower. The thing is, we know that it wasn't meant to go that long. No, because uh, Orton did an Orton. Yeah, and got a little bit annoyed up about it. Because they then came out after the cameras were done and had their match anyway, and it was shit compared to what we'd just seen for an hour. That was the dark match. I didn't know that. It ended up being the dark match because they just did it anyway. Because obviously they were there and oh. I think Cena was probably meant to have the dark match after the show. 
Yes, that sounds about right, actually. But just going an hour, don't think they need to put him back out again. Even in 1994, we hit the break with somebody on the outside. Razor should really have done a dive there to bring it right up to 2018. <laughs> uh, is anybody just going to say, as Raw rolls on at this point? No, it's not on the closed captioning. Oh, well. <laughs> Let me get a replay of that, uh, that slingshot. It's even a simple move like a slingshot. God, look at that. But it's good to see that, you know, TV wrestling... The formulaic nature of it, going like a big move to the outside, then go to adverts, hasn't changed in 24 years. And again, this is a live war as well. Let's, let's, let's bear that in mind. This one was live. And we would be remiss, uh, considering it's, it's all because of Bob Bamber, why we're here, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, to have a bit of chat about what we think as his beloved Scott Hall raised Ramon as a worker. Um, we still got a lot of him in our timeline to come, although now we're in mid 98, things start getting a bit, let's say, flaky. Uh, Lacey, what do you think of uh, Scott Hall in general? See, I liked Razor. Uh, as, he, as, he hits the, as he hits the abdominal stretch here, of course he does. Yeah, Carry on. <laughs> it, it, was, it was good. Um, obviously, when he goes over that first point over to WCW, when the NWO starts again, great. But he's one of those who couldn't keep himself clean and it affects him. You know, you see a lot of it with him being awful. Obviously, we see it later when he gets to TNA as well. And the fact of, you know, in the, it hasn't been around recently, but he had ties with the Knights down here in Norwich. So he's been about. <laughs> so the fact that one Sunday morning I went for a greasy fry up and he was sat in the cafe as well. Ah, yes. Where, you know, we've seen that. Thanks to DEP, he's still alive because, in theory, he's one of those of any point in the past 20 years. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, if you watch that documentary, the, the whole documentary, and you've some, you see him just turning up in a wheelchair, it's oh, it's a uh, stomach turning stuff. And that's the thing, he could have at any point been dead. And you sort of think of it how much of it is a wasted because obviously, when um, they come back as the NWO in 2002, back to the bear hockey. Nah, uh, Hall's gone within what two months because yes. he can't handle his drinking. Well, we, when we had the old plane ride from hell, was around that time as well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's one of those of I always think wasted opportunity. He was a, he, for me. He was somebody who could bring the goods when required. He was never really a carrier, but obviously when he needed to really up his game, i.e. when he was in there with a talented friend of his, then he definitely could, Billy. Do you think that's fair? I think that's pretty fair. You know, Scott was always a solid hand in the mid-card, and he's always dependable, someone you could rely upon, especially until, like Chris was saying, his personal demons really caught up to him and uh, around, I'd say, 99 when they were doing the last call, Scott Hall stuff. Oh, yeah, go, go, go. I've got to time on soon. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah we've unfortunately <laughs> got all coming <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's such a shame that, you know, he could have done so much more and it is like, genuinely a shame that he never, like, ascended to main event status in the Fed because you could say that he had, the fans certainly were behind him. It was just for some reason the office always sort of kept him at the mid-card level and didn't feel that they needed to elevate him beyond that, which was uh, either good or bad. Bad, really, depending on the way you uh, look at it. But no, I'm. Um... Yeah, 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 go on. Go on. No, it's just 
uh, uh, it was it was just a shame, really, that like what happened with Scott, what happened, and and he just didn't live up to what so much potential that he did have. You know, you look at him here; he's uh, basically the wrestling machine, isn't he? Of nineteen ninety four. He is much short every step in this match. He's, he's, he looks fucking awesome as well in it, and the crowd are really behind him. So you two are going to have to fill this match as my network is just frozen. So I'm going to fire it up on the laptop. So keep keep calling it, guys. Right. Oh, uh, now Scott going. always is now on the outside. He's selling. <laughs> See, what, 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 while I fire this up, oh. Diesel was just destroyed uh, Scott Hall on the outside. Fantastic. I'm going to uh, need a thumbs Actually, I'm, that's the wrong name again. That's uh, Razor. Right, okay. We've gone to break and we're back again. We've got two, a two-breaker. Two-breaker. There weren't, weren't many of those around in 94, let it be said. But Chris, do you want, do you want to take over at any point? Because yeah, I'm pretty terrible at play-by-play. <laughs> Joey, Joey Johnson there. <laughs> <laughs> a single man booth. Oh, what a double act handle by Sean. <laughs> there, there you get go. It's like I'm living it vicariously. Right, okay. Uh, can I get a oh, thank God for his back. You can save me. <laughs> As you can hear the commentary. Now that's husband's one, two, and he got him. Can I get a timestamp, gents? Uh, 16 minutes. That's all I've got. <laughs> okay, let me try and catch up here. Am I pausing here or? No, no, carry on. Keep, keep going, keep going. Okay, I'm just up to the break. So this, this is live, folks. It was live show, so we can have live issues on here. Only right and proper that you're paying for this. Oh, that's because Chris, Chris uh, walked out on me and I was here all on my own. Um, I was talking and then for some reason Hangouts just decided to boot me out. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is the stuff that you don't actually hear every, every month. <laughs> You might think that the Wrestling 20 Years Ago podcast is a seamless, smooth operation, but oh no, we ha we have our issues. Right, okay, top <laughs> stamp. I'm currently 17-11 with Michael's holding Razor in the corner. I'm at 16-25. Okay, you know what we're going to do? You're, well, you're going to have to fast forward later. <laughs> all, all those, thousands of people are watching along at this point. So where are we at? 17. I've oh, just got 17 minutes. 17-28, short with a back elbow for a two count. That I... They're basically sort of slugging it out. There's oh, there's the, the back elbow. Okay, so you're just behind me. Michael's now choking him on the floor. Oh, in the ring, I should say. Razor now looking, Razor now looking boozy. <laughs> 17.48 at the moment. Um, Sean is picking sorry. Razor up and Razor blocks and hits a punch. Chris, you didn't want us to do pay-by-play, -play, but that's exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> Razor, <laughs> Razor right now, slugging away. Look at that. Only the kind of action you'll see here at WWF. Michael's now for the ride. Razor with the reverse. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I'll forget about. <laughs> Very impressive move on the part of Sean Michaels, etc. Et uh, One, two, got him. <laughs> you know that's coming. So, as we, you know, got a sleeper sitting on, I think we're all in the sleeper now. We're all pretty much there. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I'm at the sleeper We've, spot. Obviously, Bob started it, and I don't know whether or whereabouts you started listening to the show, but I I first heard Bob's dulcet tones when he used to have a football podcast many, oh, many minutes ago uh, with the Own Goal podcast. And 
on that, he was he'd sort of do drop wrestling things, and we'd sort of go back and forth and have things on Twitter in those early days of Twitter. And then he said he was going to do this project where he's going to watch wrestling, but from twenty years ago and do it as it was of the time. Raise a flag up like, him. That's an interesting concept. I'll give it a listen. Who would have thought that less than a year later I was on the show and five years later we'd still be here looking after the show? <laughs> Look, Looking after? It's, it's, it's we, out. You know, we're the custodians of it. Custodian. No, no, I like that word very, very much. Where did it, where did it all begin for you, Billy? And the race uh, gets a two, at least on my screen. <laughs> Oh, I, I want to say it was around the summer of night. I could say nineteen ninety four, uh, two thousand and fourteen, because uh, that was when I was like um, traveling back and forth uh, to London quite a bit. And uh, if I just happened to sort of find it after listening to the New Generation Projects podcast, so we're, right, we're, right, we're, right on, we're right on the twenty minute mark now for everybody. So yeah, we gotta carry on. Yeah, so it was just basically come up with uh, something very similar to what I was currently listening to. So I thought I'd uh, give that a download, and uh, I, I enjoyed what I heard. And uh, basically, every month uh, I started listening to the podcast from then on in. And look so at you now. Sort of about around the point of time when I first turned up. Yeah, I do remember you reviewing the, uh, oh, God, it was the WCW um, Lucha show with AAA. I forget yeah, the name of the show. When Worlds Collide. That's the one. Yeah, I, I do remember that one quite vividly because uh, I, I just don't, I do remember that show. Uh, I remember a lot more from 1995. Obviously, my brain has just, like, died over the last four years. <laughs> Getting old. <laughs> The boys are slugging out in the ring here and Razor with the spin punch. Oh. So, Rory, when did you come aboard the the Sean Cell? Well, I was recommended it as a Twitter follow towards the end of 1990. See, I'm doing it now. 2014. (laughs) (laughs) Again, we live the gimmick, people. 2014. Okay, but I didn't actually listen to the show, right? Oh, and for some reason I saw a discussion between who I now know is Bob and I don't know who it was. It must have been somebody else I follow because I wouldn't have been able to see it on Twitter at the time. And it was about Diesel winning, winning the belt in eight seconds and Backlund. And I made a comment on saying I didn't like it. And um, Bob was down. I said, Well, go and listen to the show and I'm going to see what you think. So I fired up a November 1994 one. And I didn't actually know about Time Machine Mode or anything like that. I was like, Hey. Shawn Michaels recovering from his injury. What are they talking about? And then I clicked, ah, now I get it. And I listened to a few more shows. And then Bob, rather foolishly, sent out an invitation in October 2015 to see if anybody else wanted to join. And I answered, and you're all reaping the benefits right now. So blame Bob. Blame me for being on Twitter at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Those early days, me and Dell would... Uh... Get a little bit colourful when we if we like something. <laughs> if you want colourful, I point everybody in the direction of the July '96 WCW show, the one with the Hogan turn. I'm on there with Bob and Wayne, and let's just say you can tell that we taped that one on a Saturday night. <laughs> had you had a few beers? I warmed. I warmed up. Let's leave it at that. And I think it's pretty clear in places. 
<laughs> Razor calling for the Razor's Edge here, switching seamlessly from having a few beers to the Razor's Edge. <laughs> As always. Well, he's approaching Sean down, he's still off with Diesel on the on the apron. Michael's grabbing the belt. Oh. Obviously back, back, back. now on, now that we Ooh. know obviously what goes on in the future with how this all ends for WCW and ECW oh, and such. And and coming up here, big boot. Michael's tight on the cover. One, two, and the win. Uh, carry on, Chris. We'll have a quick review of this match. Yep, carry on. But yeah, no, as I say, with the fact of how we know what's coming to an end, is it hard to always remembering to be in time mode? Yeah, I've got to say, I might just slip into it fairly seamlessly. I don't know what you guys think. I, I used My first show I did was November 95 WCW, and I thought, oh, how am I going to do this without trying to sound uber smart, you know? But now it's incredible how easy I, I managed to slide into it. I yeah. See, for me, because I only do ECW and I didn't watch it religiously, I did go on getting videos. Yes. Being in time frame is easy because I, in a way, a lot of it's new. Whereas if I was doing the Fed shows or the WCW ones, because I'd seen it all. Where's the taking a beating here? Yep. I sort of know what happens, which I think makes it a bit harder to. Because it's like when we did last month's. Um, WF show, I could have thought, I could have swore that Choppy Choppy BP was in that month, and I was like, <laughs> we're going to talk about it, talk about it. And then we didn't happen. I was like, I can't say, I know what happens. So we're, um, we're taping the WWF August show this Sunday. As I said in the email a couple of days ago, Chris, we'll make sure we discuss it for you, don't worry. <laughs> Billy, how do you handle Time Machine Mode? Then we will talk about this match, I promise. Jesus. Uh, at times, I find it very difficult. I've... Uh... Dropped a few clangers, like we've, we've calling Bradshaw DL or praising Jeff Jarrett and Ahmed Johnson. That was a massive clanger. Billy, I've never I, done I, that. I wasn't going to bring that up. Yes, I was. <laughs> I but it, it, at times, it's going to be so... Like, I think Chris touches on a really good point. It's going to be very difficult with the Fed. I've seen, uh, obviously, so much of that. WCW, I watched a bit of on ITV when I was a wee nipper, so obviously gonna didn't really watch the um, Nitros or any of the funders until they showed up on Bravo in 2000. Yeah, Bravo, that's right, yeah. So that's post... Is that before or after Channel 5 had it? Uh, I remember Channel 5 having it in 99, if I rightfully remember, but I didn't really watch it from week to week. No, I, I, I distinctly might being on Bravo. I don't recall it being on five at all. Channel five had Nitro and they'd put it on at seven in the, on a Saturday or on a Friday, and it was cut to hell because it only lasted an hour and a half. I'm sure it was worldwide though because it would have like some Thunder matches on there as well as well as Nitro and Saturday night. I must call for tickets. Three one two five five nine one two one two. Come on. Oh, phone number no longer active. Oh, they didn't cover up the number that time. They nearly had <laughs> But yeah, no, I used to get WCW because uh, we had a a decent Sky Dish that would have German channels when the English channels finished. Oh yeah. And when Cartoon Network finished, yes, that's right. It then turned to German TNT. That's right. Which had Nitro on, and Nitro would always be on 
after Cartoon Network went off. So I'd get to watch Nitro, and then Raw would be on at midnight on on Sky Sports. That's so I'd cool. watch Nitro, then watch Raw every week. Undertaker versus Undertaker. That's one we should go back and do again one day. So well, you guys were the lucky ones that got to have Sky as younger uh, uh, as kids then, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I had to wait for videotapes. <laughs> oh, you caveman. <laughs> so, everybody, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. <laughs> that I know, I know it was a rather um. Uh, we had to watch it in in two shifts, thanks to the wonders of the network. But as TV matches go, certainly from mid nineteen ninety four, that was pretty special. That was as I was say, right up normal. there with Brett Kid from a couple of weeks before that, and Flair Perfect. If you want to go right back to the third edition of Raw, this was. I thought Razor was really bringing it in that one too. Yeah, it's one of those. Of, if you look at a lot of the TV matches of, a, especially around this time, it's still sort of squash matches. Yes. To get something of that quality is impressive. I mean, they were given they were given time. It was twenty three minutes, but they used every bit of it. I thought. What do you think, Billy? Oh, uh, I, I did really enjoy the match. Uh, it seemed to sort of like go in different parts. Uh, obviously, both of them getting the shine to begin with, and then they go to break, and then you come back from break. It would be Sean getting the heat, and then. Uh, then it goes to break again, and then the comeback. Oh, I thought that was a really good use of time by the Fed at this time when, like you guys were saying, it was basically a lot of squash matches. Yeah, top-notch match, I thought. And it, as I said earlier, the very beginnings, you, know, you can talk about the ladder match all you want and so you should, but the very beginnings of Sean becoming a week-to-week super worker, and he just would not let up for two and a half years. Uh, ball, naka, 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 no, in the ring here now. Accompanied by Luna, who I've already seen far too much of today, watching an edition of Raw from August 98 for the forthcoming recording. I love Paul, what a fantastic worker. Made my top 100 in the greatest WWE list for a certain other podcast. High place to be nation, if you're listening. Well, have you seen, guys, and I've, you know, let's, let's, let's be aesthetical about this. Have you seen that recent picture of Paul Nakano from a few months ago? Yeah, um, she looks a lot different about the blue scroll over her face. That's one word. <laughs> and here comes Alundra Blaze. <laughs> Who drives monster trucks? She does indeed. And, and as Eric Bischoff likes to tell us every week, looks pretty nifty when she's driving a motorcycle as well. And then a blue chew ad. But this one is very much, how can I put it, roll tide, blue chew, chat me up. You know the, you know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> You only have to pay $5 for this one, folks, going forward. We're not going to give you like 50,000 different Patreon tiers, all of which end up with a certain different size picture of Eric Bischoff. <laughs> so, this match, so this match has started. I think this one, um, I really do like their SummerSlam match at the end of the month, particularly because it bamboozles Vince on commentary even more so than usual. I mean, Paul's submission-based offense, and Vince just gives up midway through that match. I think it even breaks out a... What the hell is that? At some point, mm. Vince dropping an H bomb in '94. That's that's how uh, how surprised he was by it. See, I, I still there's the there's the, hair, there's the hair pull in every single Alundra Blaze match ever. What they were trying to do with this women's division at this time? Because well, this was it. There's it, no these two. <laughs> it was that, and then when there Bull left, it then became Bertha Faye, and it was just like. <laughs> How can you have a women's division where it's just Alundra Blaze fights other person for three months and they go get a new woman? That is all it was, isn't it? Um... And then they shit the bed with that eight-woman match at Survivor Series and then none of them come back. 
I believe that the original plan for Rumble 96 has been his ears prick up at the mention of that. We were going to get um, <laughs> Alundra was scheduled to defend against Aja Kong, I think you'll find. Kong, of course, pinned us for the final four at Survivor Series 95. But of course, as we now know, Medusa had an engagement with a bin a few months, a few weeks later. <laughs> that is such a wooden promo, that, by the way. For such what is a very, you know, historic moment in the Monday Night War, you could tell that she did not want to do that. It's just such a wooden promo, even by our usual standards. What did you think of that, Billy? You know, was that a looking back on it now? I know hindsight's twenty twenty and all that, which isn't something we really do on the show. But having Medusa throw the women's title in the bin, like Bischoff did, I looking back and I'm not sure what I make of it. What do you think? It's a bit uh, disrespectful, but then the belt really didn't mean much, did it? Um, obviously, it'd been around forever, but it was like inactive during the uh, national expansion years, so. I do think it's, yeah. it's, it's not gained in legend. I mean, pe- some people have said that one of the reasons I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm bringing up Montreal again, for God's sake, because <laughs> after what they had Medusa do in December 95, Vince thought that they'd have Brett do in November 97, which I think is absolute nonsense. I'm not going to talk about Montreal ever again, but I just think that's <laughs> that, that was just using the history to shape the future and the present in just in a silly way. Brett would have never done that, would he? <laughs> no, no, just ne- seriously, never. No, um, Brett Farmboy, I might be some. My views are slightly coloured here, perhaps, but never in a million years. He's just far too respectful, far too much of a mark for the business. And I say that in a positive frame here. Ball about to hit a pile driver. Cool, blimey. Place for all of that. Felt all of that one. See, here's a another thing, especially because we are going to have ball, it for ball, a, pulling up on the cover. I never like that. Sorry, carry on, Chris. For a bit now, is. How do you look at people when other things come out about them? Um, obviously, cool. choice power bomb there. Cool, we've got two. I learned her out of two. Carry on, Chris. We've got the the flying ointment, which is obviously Benoit, because we all know how oh, that God. ends. Yeah, sure. But you know, people like Jimmy Snooker. There's you know Hogan in a way. There's there's all the dark stuff that comes out about all of them. How hard is it to remember that we're not meant to know that and judge that on people? Yeah, that is a great question. I mean, Benoit in particular is difficult because obviously where we are in timeline, he's just pulling four-star matches out of his arse every single week and you have no choice but to praise them. Uh, as much as I find it easy in time machine mode in general, it's always at the back of my mind when I'm... Yeah, I almost don't need really to go into that any further, if you know what I mean. Mm. Se- se- they always say separate the art from the artist, but it's really bloody difficult. It's really difficult to go back and watch Benoit matches in general. But right. um... Nice German suplex there by Alundra, which he does about 10 times every match anyway, but it is a good one. Yeah, sorry, carry on, mate. I just, just tried to sort of uh, put it out of my mind. And uh, with Hulk Hogan in 1998, he was a cut anyway then. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it was so hard when it was just a couple of months ago after we record this when there was that Nitro where he said he would make um, Carl Malone shine his shoes. It was all oh, there. Gosh. It was all there. Yeah. Uh, Cunt Hogan at his best. These two are only getting four minutes here, but they are really bringing it. Nice dropkick by Alondra, sending ball to the outside. Alundra would definitely try and bring it in these matches. You've got to give her credit there. I, I, I never thought she was a particularly a special worker, but she was pretty good at building sympathy. She always seemed to gel well with uh, the Josie workers anyway, didn't she? 
good seller. Very good seller. I think that probably helped her here. The fact again, she lacked much in the real offensive game, perhaps, but her selling was uh, pretty much on point. See, it's always been, I think, needed a lot of help with that backdrop there, but the effort was there. Hey, go on, Chris. When she was Medusa back in JCP, early days WCW, and she's having fights with, Bish, uh, with Heyman and stuff, and it's like, you're not really anything. And then she turned up in the fed with her working kick pads because she doesn't wear boots on. Good spot. It was one of those it was impressive. She was fine. She'll always give you plenty of effort. Luna sneaking in here now. Bullicardo seems to be waiting a seriously a long amount of time for something to happen. I can't see what. Communication issues oh, there, I believe. Go. <laughs> there you go. Well, there we are. There we are. Taking it out, taking it outside the room. Who'd have thought that was coming, eh? I like Luna. I miss Luna. She should, she should still be with us today. Gertrude, she you know she is much missed. And there's the match. Okay. <laughs> How did that one end? <laughs> that was out by count. The count out. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the sound right down here. We get yet more razor now. I go pro. I go pro. <laughs> I go pro. <laughs> Integrated conditioning programs. There we are. Is this the match for next week? Oh, if it's IRS and Bam Bam Bigelow, I'm all in on that. Well, Billy, you can keep your network running after we've gone and watch that one tonight if you wish. <laughs> oh, no doinks involved in Tatonka. It's a tag team match. What a classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness me, Doink. This was so this would have been taped right after that one when they just they did four uh, did raw in four week blocks. So I've always thought about that. So Raw went up live at on the East Coast at there we go, went up live at nine o'clock. So if this one went up live at nine o'clock and they were taping them in four blocks, that means that the fourth show, if it was taped in order, was taped at midnight. God, imagine hanging around for that. No wonder those shows just seem so dead. I'd probably imagine that they don't those first ones don't go out literally live. I think they might be live to tape in the first hours. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they taped them in the, in broadcast order. I mean, who would want to stay there after midnight? I know they taped a lot of Coliseum video mass messages uh, matches quite late. But my God, and you think today's shows are an insurance test? Okay, this is Lawler now. I believe he is going to talk to a couple who are engaged to be married. No, oh, I just thought he was looking for some young girl. Actually, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to make those jokes. <laughs> Now, you see, Billy, this is a watch-along, so it's going to be hard to make any edits. So if you get a, <laughs> if you get a knock on the door, you can't come blaming us for this. <laughs> a letter from Jerry McDivitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's listening. It's all over YouTube, so he's going to be listening to this one. So I'm going to call up the torch quote book for this, if you've got the sound down. Some pretty decent lines from Lawler in this one. As, you, uh, as he was talking to Savage there, he said, all your dates are the same, they're inflatable. <laughs> Superb. The dating service just called and said they found you your perfect date. Only problem is the zoo won't let her out. Oh. But of course, if you know your internet rumors, Ree Savage, and I'm also going to let that one just hang in the air as well. 
we are, we are, we have got to be specials aren't going to last long if we carry on like this. I tell you, there's a reason there's a paywall behind it. <laughs> yeah. This one's going out across the across the cosmos, Chris. So we're, we're going to get our collars felt here if this carries on. And here's another interesting line by Lawler in number um, in hindsight. When you become when you become parents, can I have one of the puppies? Oh. <laughs> so that's where it all started. <laughs> and he wasn't talking about dogs. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> this, segment, this segment's still very much going on. Is that Tom Morello in the background there, Chris? In the in the in the white shirt and the glasses? No. And the, and the Raiders. No. It looks scary like him. No, it looks less <laughs> like him now. <laughs> but is yeah, Tom I like to think Tom Morello is a wrestling fan as we hit the break here <laughs> no, it always surprised me that Rick Rubin is and so much so that you know he was yeah. the money behind Smoky Mountain he <laughs> was okay this poor lass is now back in the ring wearing the regret all over her face of course if this was half time at a football match everybody would chanting you don't know what you're doing right now <laughs> Because people still do that. They still get married and engaged or whatever at halftime in matches. Why do they do it? <laughs> I haven't seen any of that at, at Carrow Road. But they don't do in-ring proposals in Carrow Car- Car- Road. <laughs> that dealer just gets in the ring instead. <laughs> just just goes off on the cooking sherry. <laughs> Let's be having you. <laughs> you might have to do a live watch of that one, though. <laughs> 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 and, this uh, poor woman looks petrified. Absolutely. Looks worse. Looks, looks more. Oh, yeah, there he is. All, all right, mate. Yeah, okay. Okay. She was a safe enough distance from you when she said yes, though, wasn't she? <laughs> Jerry's uh, second or third wife or fifth wife or however many wives he's had. Looks a bit like her. She's not a plant, is she? I think you'll find this was actually legitimate. I've been read up on this. Oh, right. I think upon this was entirely legitimate. <laughs> Anything that kills some time. Yeah, exactly. It's not as if you know this is a live show with only forty-six minutes. Got back. Is that Backlin in the background? Just, it's just waiting for his cue, isn't he? <laughs> lingering on the rope. I actually saw him walking down to ringside a minute ago as well. I think he definitely jumped the gun there. Did oh. oh, come on! Yeah, all right, Jerry. All right. Oh, oh man. Oh. There's only a year ago that you were in court for, actually. No, quite. I'll tell you what, you don't like that one. That, that bit probably wasn't in the script. Oh, Lord. Probably a bit old for him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> was, was it uh, the segment in your house one where we got to meet Lawler's mother, who clearly was about 19? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the great man doesn't make it easy for himself. Let's, uh, let's say that. Is that Donald Trump or Bob Backlund? <laughs> Donald Trump, no stranger to the world of wrestling, of course. Yep, that is Backlund. Freshly heel turned at this point. See, is, this, is this educational Backlund where he's, you know, throwing out the big words? I absolutely love this. It was absolutely, utterly tremendous. I don't know where they realised Backlund could do this. Uh, he pulled it off to the extent where when he were going to win the world title three months after this, it didn't seem out of place to me. Let's face yeah, it, the boy got, it, he got main event level heat throughout all of this. It's simple though. It, it 
Viz, it worked for Jericho. Tw- what, 18 years later when Jericho was doing it with the in the suit. It's something about... That's a good precedent, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never made that connection before. Yeah, good call. Using big words makes you the ultimate dick in America. There's the Y Bob Y sign. That's, that's a good. Ch- what, what, what do you reckon, Billy? Backman's heel run here, uh, exemplary in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it's uh, top draw stuff. He cut some really great promos. Um, you can see him slipping more and more into madness week after week, and he's like full on insane by the time he wins the title at the Survivor Series. It's just sort of a shame that it really doesn't lead to anything apart from a, a horrible I quit match with Bre- uh, WrestleMania 11. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, what do you say, what do you say, what do you say? <laughs> this thing Thanks, with Backlund, apparently, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm full of the reminders today, kid. And the thing is with Backlund, if you know him, this probably isn't even an, an act. And to this day, the story about him, and it's, I've heard it verified by many sources, that he will actually sign autographs, but only if you recite all the American presidents in order. Yes. I've heard some crazy stories about Bob Backlund and what he's now, like today. And now we get footage of his heel turn against Brett. Now, this match is terrific, by the way, with the heel turn match against Brett. It's not on the network, I don't think, because it took place on Superstars, and they're still not up there because of some stupid lawsuit with some stupid bloke in Australia. But that match you can find on the 50 Greatest Finishing Moves DVD, and I highly recommend checking it out if you can. I'm surprised. They've... So what's the score with them not putting Superstars up then? Because Superstars of Wrestling, as it was known from like 87 onwards... Now, yeah. That's now been trademarked by some, I'd say, some trainer in Australia, I believe, without looking it up. Does that sound about right, Billy? I, do you know, I didn't know about this to be Something perfectly like honest. When, when they show like clips on some of the early, late eighties, early nineties pay per views, all the superstars of wrestling um, uh, banners are, are, are blacked out, and even superstars of wrestling, when it appears on the screen on the captions, it's blacked out or coloured up. So I think that's why superstars isn't up on the network. So can't they just just call them superstars and just have done with it? You would think so. I mean, there are lots of super superstars latest home video drop, which I accidentally mentioned about 40 minutes ago. There are loads of superstars matches on there, so maybe we're getting somewhere. Because, you know, this I is- do want to go back to watching some of those old school, you know, 92, 91, 92 stuff with Undertaker killing jobbers and putting them in body bags. Oh, yes. Because that was a, a ritual of my uh, of my youth. And the funeral parlor segment. Yeah. Here we see the smoking guns beating up on some jobbers. Main event anywhere in the country, Jess. (laughs) Those mallets and moustaches that propelled them to main event status. And again, watching what I watched earlier, I've already seen far too much of a Billy and Bart Gunn today. See, I was a fan of Billy Gunn. No, I, or, I, always, or always hated him in any guy's thoughts. Apparently a decent bloke, but I just... Oh, nice dropkick there, though, but oh, Jesus. Such a cheese. See, hated the smoking guns. So unconvincing. Yeah, carry on, mate. But when he becomes badass, I'm all in. No. Just, he, just, he didn't. What did he do? Just point at his ass a lot? And that intro music, man. Come on. I like it's a classic. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what we're doing at some point as one of the specials. The show and tell crossovers are happening with the WF Musics. When we get to volume five, I think it is, that has that on it, you're on. Okay, that was a very nice double team move there. Pre-sidewinder. 
And we're and out. Done. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'd almost think that wedding segment overrun. So there we are then, gents. And there is Raw 74, which we are not going to watch as part of this. I'm sure Billy's going to keep his wagon still rolling. So then, oh, what, yeah. sure that one. Do you reckon, uh, what do we reckon for a 1994 Raw, which are normally put into the category of utterly fucking awful? I'm going to press pause on that one now. I thought that was actually fairly decent. One high-quality TV match. One promising one, which built up to a very good pay-per-view match. And the smoking guns. Well, we have to have a squash in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's your that's your thought again, Lacey. Oh, yes, yeah, so we're moving into a period now having big matches, no squashes. Then we see the smoking guns beat some no-names to close us out. <laughs> well, it could be worse. Could have just all been squashes. At least we got at least one good match. Yes, we did. And we, we got to see Vince looking very, very well indeed. <laughs> I should actually say as well, you dropped the name of Jerry McDivitt, I think pretty much at the exact time that uh, Savage did on commentary, which Vince very carefully no-sold. <laughs> you, you just know inside Vince wanted to cut a WrestleMania 3 intro-esque promo about it, don't you? <laughs> Maybe that's why it went off the air so quickly. Kevin Donnell, Kerwin, uh, Kerwin Surf, Silpies, or whatever. Called. No, just in case the boss has a go, let's, uh, let's cut it into Silk Stalkins or whatever's coming up next on the network, and let's not take the risk. <laughs> <laughs> the court papers haven't quite cooled just yet. So yeah, there we go. Uh, I really enjoyed that one, gents. Um, an event well worth seeking out on the network if you want to watch it and not hear us rabbiting on and you want to hear us back commentary. Vince trying not to be smug and Savage being the Babe Ruth of the WWF all over it. <laughs> uh, any closing thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap this one up? No, it's, one of those, it's always good to go back and watch random... 45-minute episodes of Raw. Remember that Raw once was easy and bite-sized and not something that you have to mammoth your way through every week. That's it. That's it. It's just such an easy watch, isn't it? I mean, there was zero storyline advancement here apart from maybe the backlog promo at the end. But for something like this, just throw on for 45 minutes. One extremely good match, one pretty good one, and a fun enough squash, and a promo. It's... It's like you couldn't really do this on TV now, but I do miss these days. Though they managed to do it for NXT in 45 minutes. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good good call. I think we should definitely do some more of these going forward as well for um, uh, people who want to stump up $5 a month in a seamless segue if you want to hear us carry on doing these specials every single month in addition to our completely free uh, monthly shows. Uh, Billy, anything you want to um, pimp away while we're here before we uh, shut up shop for the, this show? Uh, no, I definitely don't want to pimp anything. Not at this time. <laughs> Not after all the things you said in the last 50 minutes anyway. No, 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 one, no, one, no one to find me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, while we throw the... Uh, <laughs> while we um, uh, shove Billy out the back door, anything you want to add? <laughs> well, as always, if you want musings on music, go to Show and Tell with Tunes. Um, and obviously one of the specials is the music show. If you do like that style of show, please give us some feedback. Um, because obviously it's one of the ones that we are thinking of doing as a special is doing a crossover with my music show and sort of combining it and doing all the fun together. Well said that, man. I should just add on the special trip, we're recording our WCW on tomorrow as we do this. Uh, you and I will be there, Chris, along with our newcomer, our friend Adam, looking at Clash of the Champions 24. We'll hopefully get that one up for you as soon as we can. Hey, keep it locked on Twitter and Facebook for news of all our forthcoming specials as we go throughout the months. Because, of course, as I'm sure you know, 
our standard shows, all three of them, will be with you. It will be with you every single month for no extra cost. So we will not, I'm going to make this clear again, we will not be charging you for those shows. But if you want a little extra, drop us $5, keep the show going, and we'll give you these little extras every single month. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And in tribute to Mr. Bamba, the reason we're here. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>